Welcome everyone to the other Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Tetzayin. We will begin at the top of Tetzayin and Alf. Today's Shur is available. Those who would like to sponsor today's Shur, please text Mr. Freddy Rudy or the Rabbi himself in order to get the Zichut of so much Torah in one spot. We are ready on Tetzayin and Alf. Says the Mishnah, There are four times of the year that the world is judged. Pesach, on Pesach, a person, the world is judged. Al on the grain of the year. Ba'atzeret, on Shavuot, al perot elan, we're judged for the fruits of the trees. Perosh when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, called by Aulam, all those who come into the world, they pass by like Bnei Marom. it says, the Pasuk says, as he is the one who creates Yahad as one, Libam, Hamevin El Komazin, who understands all of their hearts. The word Yahad means they're all coming together and they're all being judged together. Ubechag and on Sukkot, Nidonim Alabayim, we are judged about the water for the year. This is my head What grain are we talking about? Ile Mahay de Kaima. If we're talking about the grain that is actually there in the field, which means the grain that is growing at the time of Pesach that you see in the field. Everything that happened to the thing, when was that judged? Meaning, uh, at the time of Pesach, there is grain in the field. It's not fully grown, but the grain is already in the field. Now, if that's so, um, the, that grain has to have been judged at some time, right? Yes, it's not fully finished, but even if it's a third done, that first third, when was that when was that judged? So it says the Gemara. El We're talking about next the next crop. The next crop is judged on Arshana. So according to the way we're learning it now, uh, every Pesach we judge you on the full crop. So uh for example, on Pesach of five seven eight two, we're judging you on the five seven eight two gonna be planted crop. How that's gonna end up even though it'll be it'll be harvested in five seven eight three. Says the Gemara, remember the Chadina Mitana. Do you mean that? Uh, do you mean to say that every crop of wheat only goes through one judgment? Vatanya, I'll show you in a bright that you might be wrong. Tivuah sheirabo keri or onis. If you have a tivuah that had a certain disaster happen to it, kodem pesach. If it happened before pesach, they did not shalavad. It was decided in the old times. The ahara pesach. If it happened after pesach, they did not shalavad. It happened then. It happened on the current pesach. Adam Shida Kerionis, if something happened to a guy, calling Yom Kippur, it happened before Yom Kippur, and the Shabbat was decided in the last year. And the Ahar Yom Kippur happened after Kippur, it happens the next year. So you see that the whole Tivu'ah sounds like it has goes through two judgment times, which means that the, each each crop sounds like it has two judgments the, the pre Pesach and the post Pesach judgment. Similar, same thing with men, but the main point is over here about Tivu'ah. Says Amalava. Shmamina, we see from here, Tredini Vidana. You're right, it's actually judged twice. Okay, Amarabaya, therefore. Hilkach, therefore, Kichazi Inish de Matzlach Zara Afla. If a guy sees that it's that if a particular uh Zera uh, is growing well, like Damvazakharfa, he should also plant the Kharfa, which is the fast crop earlier. The Adimati Midaina, Kadam Salik. Because this way, it'll already get out before Pesach, which means if you see you're having a good year, 
in planting, it's a good idea to do an early planting before Pesach. Why? Of the, of the next type of grain. Why? Because it looks like you had a good judgment last year. And the assumption being is that all grains are together. And therefore, if you had a good judgment on your wheat, you probably have a good judgment on your rye, let's say. And therefore, if it's early, you want to hop in an early rye season, because my, I guess my last Pesach was good. Let's see if we can see what we could hop rye. Okay? Hop rye means grab in Arabic. Okay? Now, says the Gemara, Mani Matlitin. Who is the author of our Mishnah? I got four rabbis, and none of them fit like they could have written the Mishnah. Now, you, you know all these rabbis, right, Habib? Of course you do. But anyway, we'll review them anyway. The Tanya we learned. Opinion one is that everyone's, everyone's judged on Rosh Hashanah. And everyone and all the Gzadin of all the things gets sealed in its time. Pesach Tivuah, Atzele Perot Elam, Chag Anamayim, Adam Beroshana, Ugzadin Miyom Kippurim. So according to this, so the first opinion is everything is Roshana, okay, including grain. Second opinion is, men, second opinion, which he says, that everyone's judged on Roshana, but the, the final decree is not Kippur necessarily, depends what you are. Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, if it's water or whatever it is. Okay? Rabbi Yossi Omer, Adam Nidon Bechol Yom. Rabbi Yossi holds that a person is judged daily. Not Roshana. Seemingly, a person is judged daily, according to him. A person, Hashem checks us, every morning. So it sounds like every single morning, you're having your own judgment, according to Rabbi Yossi. No, Rosh Hashanah has no significance, according to Rabbi Yossi, Rosh Hashanah has no significance to your judging parts. It's a separate holiday that needs to be celebrated, as it says in the Torah, but it has nothing to do with judging. If you look in the Torah, it doesn't say nothing about judging. According to the Rabbi, there's no judging. That's right. Wow is right. Everyone's judged every second. Okay? As it says, that Hashem, Hashem checks us every second. So says the Gemara. Amish goes like nobody. Maybe you'll try to answer me by saying, He really said, Yehuda. If you want to say it's the Yehuda, who was the one who says that everything's judged judge on Rosh Hashanah, right? So then, and when it says judge in the Mishnah, it was referring to Gzardin. What about Adam? Right? Because by Adam, the final decree is supposed to be, the Mishnah seems to be saying that it's Rosh Hashanah, because our Mishnah says that the man is judged on Rosh Hashanah. So if we're saying that the judging is Gzardin, then Adam doesn't fit, because Adam is supposed to be Kippur, and here it's saying Rosh Hashanah. Did I lose you there, Mike? Okay, go. I'm here. Okay, so says the Gemara. Amar Avar, Avar says, Hai Tana Debei Yishmael, who the Tana is Tana Debei Yishmael. The Tana Debei Yishmael, the Tana Debei Yishmael, but Avar Prigim Adam Adon, 
person judged it four times. Pesach atua, atzer avrot adam, chag don avayim, adam nidon beroshana, mizad din nishmoshgom kibonim, chik tani matdin atchilat din. Very good. Okay, fits like this new rabbi, which is time to be Ishmael. Now, says Gemara, my time of Yosi. What's the reason of Yosi? Says Gemara, what do you mean my time of Yosi? Kidam adamet, v'tiru rakim la'izira pasuk. Says no, no, anan hakeminim. My time of Lo'amak Rebnatan. Why didn't Rabbi Yossi go like Ramadan? Welcome us to Sabag. Right? Come sit right here. Fadol. Anan Haki Kaminan. Why didn't he go like Ramadan? Which is every. Ramadan said every second. Why did he pick to go with the Pasuk that says every day? Why does he go with every second? Right? So he says, Bechina Iyuni Be'almahu. He doesn't agree. The, the word Tifkidenu, which is in the Pasuk of every day, means. By God, Hashem checking. Tifchanenu means I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, but it doesn't mean really being judged, and therefore he doesn't agree with the sec every second he holds. It's a, it's a three, everyone gets 365 judgments a year. Every morning, you get a judgment for the day, but I don't gotta believe every second goes out and hold the world. Tifchanenu means to, to, doesn't mean to examine, it means to notice. Okay? And pikida nami yuni be'almahu. So Mara says, what do you mean? Also, pikida is inspection. Doesn't maybe it just means that. El amar of chista. Ta'amed Rabbi Yosi mihacha la'asot mishpat abdo u'mishpat amor yisad zvayom biyamor. New pasuk. The pasuk says to do the mishpat of his servant u'mishpat amor yisad zvayom biyamor. Now the word mishpat certainly means judgment, and therefore the understand zvayom biyamor is daily. You get everyone gets a daily judgment. Okay. Okay, let's see. Let's go further. We gotta get moving. Says the Gemara. Um, Melech v'tzibur. If you're judging a king and you're judging a tzibur together, Melech nechnas tichladin. The king goes in first. Shneimar laasot mishpat abdo mishpat amo yisrael the varyom biyamo. That's the pasuk we just brought before. For the reason why we're going to mention that, that, that another thing, that when you have a betin, if you have two, two people on the docket for the day, docket means who's, who's getting judged, and one is a king, you let the king go in first, as you see from this pasuk. My time, what's the reason? One reason is One reason is because it's not madness to leave the king waiting for other people to go through. You should always let the king cut the line. It's not nice to leave the king waiting. According to this, it's not just in court. It's always true. Always let the king never. Let, kings don't wait online, and it could be this is the reason when when, when a very very hush of a guy comes in, they tell him come come cut the line. What's the idea? What do you tell him to get cut the line for? Uh, the answer is that this idea that the king shouldn't be waiting in line. Okay. According to the second reason, the reason why the king goes first is because it's a judgment, and the the the, the judge gets increasingly angry when he deals with more and more problems every day, and therefore you want to get him early in the morning before he gets too upset, and therefore the king should have. The first judgment before that happens. According to this, the reason why Klai Yisrael gets judged first, the same thing. We get judged first on Rosh Hashanah because of that same reason. We, either because we shouldn't wait online or because we should get there first. Amr Rabbi Yosef. Nowadays, Rabbi Yosef says, why do we pray for sick people? If a guy gets sick during the year and it's not Rosh Hashanah, what's the point of praying for him? He was judged on Rosh Hashanah. So when I said the opinion, says, well, Kiman Kabyosi, he goes like Kabyosi, who holds that a person is judged every day. 
So there's a reason to pay to break. So when I mentioned originally Rabbi Yossi, you're like, oh my gosh, we don't go like him because we, we believe that Rosh Hashanah is very, very important. Well, otherwise, what's the point of Rosh Hashanah? Very nice. But we, we don't go like the other opinions either because when we pray, when, when someone gets sick, we pray. We don't say, well, I'll wait. I'll, I'll have him in mind this coming Rosh Hashanah. Guy's in the hospital. You start praying right now. Like who? Like Rabbi Yossi. So it seems like we're taking both opinions, not just one opinion. There's a toast, a very important toast for him. Toast says, "Im tomar the rabbanan nami milo lomtzin nefaenu uberkat shenim." What they don't have nefaenu in the, in the amida, even according to rabbanan. You know, there's a mission that says they say nefaenu, right? Or or you pray barachenu. Mm-hmm. You're praying for parnasa. What's the point of praying for parnasa? Uh, what do you mean? It's all Rosh Hashanah. Question. So don't make it like it's uh, it, we're only we, we have Rifayin in the in the, in the Amidah. He said, okay. He holds that when the guy not praying not to get sick, that's on Rosh Hashanah. The Rabbanan will hold you don't pray for that. But to pray to get cured, that you can pray, pray anytime. And that's why we pray at any time. That's, even the Rebbe not agree with that. That's a tough one. Anyway, let's go. Let's go further. <coughs> Says the Gemara. Tanya will enter the Brayta. Amr Bihuda Meshum Rabbi Kiva. Mepinema Amru Tula Hevia Omer BePesach. Why Tula say to bring the Omer on Korban on Pesach? Why is there? There's a pasuk in Tula that you have to bring Korban on Omer on Pesach. Well, Tula says so, but why do they do that? Says the Gemara. Mepinesh Pesach is about Tuvahi. Pesach is the time we're judging, judging on Tivua, so we bring, Hashem told us to bring the Omer on, on Pesach. That's why you have the Korban Omer. Hashem says, bring me the Omer on Pesach. This way the Omer will be a zechut, that you have a, 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 a beracha on the, on the grain that's in your fields right now. It sounds like what we said before, that the, the current grain gets judged twice. Right? Why we have Korban Shnei on Shavuot? Now, Torah says to do it. We didn't, we didn't know what the reason is. Doesn't say the reason, but the Gemara is saying, "I said it's my peroti." I said it's the time of the judgment of the fruits. Amar Kesuvah Hashem says, "Hevi ol manshtei alechem." I said, "Bring me two loaves of bread." Kadesh divarech lechem perota perota aritz. Lachem perota aritz. When Ema Amru Torah nischu b'mayim v'chag. Why do we have nischu b'mayim on Sukkot and Simchat Beteshoiva? Amar Kesuvah nischu lefnai mayim v'chag. Pour water in front of me on. on now, what do you do Roshana? The reason why in the Musaf Amidah we mention Malchuyot, Zechronot, and Shofarot. Why? Ten Pesukim of each. Malchuyot. We do Malchuyot. In order that we should make Hashem the king over us. Zechronot. That our remembrance in front of Hashem should come in a good way, not a bad way. And how do we get it done? Mention Bishofar. That's what meant 10 things of Bishofar. He's a famous, famous Pesukhi. Rabbi Abu asks the question, why in Rosh Hashanah do we blow with a ram's horn? Amar Kishul Hashem says, Blow with the Shofar of a ram. As if you tied yourself in front of me. Interesting, this past after just we just read Akeda. Interesting. Why do we blow on Rosh Hashanah? 
Now, this question, the Gemara doesn't like. The last question, why, why do we blow with Shofar Shel Ayil? We had no problem with, because that's one thing. But here, it says, why blow with Shofar Shel Ayil? The Gemara says, the Pasuk says you have to blow. Right? Says the Gemara, no. Why do you do Tiru'ah? Mere'ain? Lechmanama, Zechron Tiru'ah? The question was really like this. Why do we blow sitting? We also blow standing. What's the point of sitting and standing? We, we, technically, your Yotzer, all your blows with the sitting ones. Why do we sit and then we blow again in the Musaf Amidah? What's the point? We want to mix up the Satan. But also brings two Pshati, what it means to mix up the Satan. Either when he hears the Jews are singing, blowing extra blows, he gets nervous because he sees how much we love the misfot. That's one. Or, like Tosot says, that he's afraid that maybe it's going to become the time. We know that when Mashiach comes, Pasuk says, Hashem is going to blow a great shofar. So when he hears a lot of shofar blows, he's afraid that it might be Mashiach's time, and that messes around with his, uh, with his equilibrium, and he's not able to properly put the Jews in trouble. Okay. Any year that they don't blow the shofar in Rosh Hashanah, it's going to be a bad year at the end. That's because if you didn't mess up the Satan, it ends up messing up a year. You have to mess the Satan. If the Satan's on his game, we're all in trouble. He also says, Any time that, any year that the Jews are subdued on Rosh Hashanah, which means they feel poor, they feel sick, they feel low on Rosh Hashanah, in the end, it gets rich in the end. Because if you're on Rosh Hashanah, you feel low, and you're praying properly, you'll have a good year. The word Rashit in the beginning of the year is written like Rashit, which is poor. Okay? So you'll have a good, good ending if you have a Rashit. If you have a poor beginning, you have a good ending. A person gets judged according to the actions of that second, which means Hashem doesn't judge you by what you're going to do wrong, even though He could see it, only does right now, as we see by Yishmael. Hashem judged Yishmael by Shed Hushem, as He is now. What? Crazy, Pasha also. Yes. That's best we there are three things that cause a person to, they mention your sins in the heavenly court, which means there are, it seems like there's some kinds of, even though a person is being judged, you're not bringing out, like, you know, the people, they don't mind putting transactions in the bank, but if the IRS is not, <coughs> is not looking at it. But once they make an audit, things get, <coughs> things get pulled on the table, and no one really wants that. How do we avoid an order in Shemaim? There are three things to avoid if you want to avoid an order in Shemaim. Elohen, number one, Kir Natui, walking past a leaning wall. If a person walks through a situation which is dangerous all the time, so in Shemaim they say, ooh, this guy looks like he's very, very confident. He's not worried anything could happen to him. Let's check his files. Number two, Iyun Tefillah. Iyun Tefillah means if you pray and you expect it to work. And this is these difficult as the Tosfo dealing with how to, really we should spend a lot of time with this. I remember when we learned this in the early morning class, we learned Rosh Hashanah in the early morning class. I think we spent uh, uh, a, couple, a couple of weeks on this, like three weeks or four weeks on this. That's a scary idea. You're not, because, supposed, to, that mean, you're not supposed to pray thinking that Hashem's listening? 
it's it's so it seems like they're playing with it. Hashem is listening, but it's the demand that you're expecting it. Why didn't it happen? Why didn't I get answered? That demand, why didn't I get answered? Seems like a, an expectation that your slates upstairs are perfect, and if so, that again calls the IRS out to say, oh, let's, huh? Oh yeah. Well, let's see what the story is over here. Actually, let's check his files. Uh, but to his, pray with the expectation. My, 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 my uh, Hashem is my father, and I'm uh, confident in praying to him. It's not supposed to be. It's the living in Munah. What? It's part of the Munah. Yeah, I'm, uh, Hashem yeah. is my father. I'm comfortable praying to him. You're comfortable praying, and you're comfortable doing it. But when it doesn't happen, are you shocked? Right. And, uh, and, uh, uh, Upset? How could it be? The, the, feel, the feeling of anything I ask was gonna gonna be no problem. Uh, so it's a difference between expectation and hope. Right, hope? Yeah, for sure. You're saying, yeah. yeah, believe in you believe in tefillah, of course. Yeah, and the, the last thing is more When a person expects that you see someone else get judged, you do something wrong, and you expect or you call out that he should get judged. Calling out that someone else get judged means oh he should get judged. Check this guy's files. Right? If you if you call Dean on your friend, they judge, punish you first. Two weeks ago parasha. Oh, actually, let's see parasha. Hashem tells Abraham, Hamasi Alecha, I'm upset at you. Yeshpot Hashem Hashem should judge in between me and you. Sarai said to Abraham. And then what happened? Who came to give a hesped to who? This week's parasha. Abraham came to give a hesped to Hashem. Even though Abraham is 10 years older than her, he ended up eulogizing her because she, she called out a gene. Hashem, she said, Hashem should judge between me and you. And then that's what happened. And, and, and these are righteous people. You know what I'm saying? This is Abraham and Sarai. Okay? So we don't call out Masurdin on nobody. Hashem should judge him. Hashem should judge him. None of that happens. Very, very important, by the way. People, a lot of people don't know this. There's four things that could rip up the Gzardin of a person. A bad thing could get ripped up. Elohim, Tzedakah. Tzedakah is big. Tzedakah could change, rip up things. Tzedakah, crying out to Hashem, which doesn't mean just praying. It means praying in a crying out way. Similar to the, right? Shinui Hashem, changing your name, Shinui Maseh, and changing your actions. All these four things work. How do we know? Tzedakah will save you from death. Tzedakah, crying out. That's a pasuk that we say. And they cry out to Hashem when they're upset, when they're in distress. And Hashem takes them out of their troubles. Shinui Hashem, changing your name, Tzedakah, don't call your wife Sarai, we changed the name, she was able to have a kid. And Hashem said right after, once you change the name, I'll bless her and she'll have a kid. Which sounds like changing the name allowed the blessing to work and she could have a kid. Right? Changing your action. Hashem saw the actions of the people in the Neve and he changed the thing. Right? Hashem changed his mind and he did not do the evil that he planned to do in Yom Kippur, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Also changing where you live could also change it. Beautiful. The other rabbi, 
Why does he not agree that changing places work? Doesn't he agree with the Pesukim that we see by Abraham Abinu that he changed places and it worked? He says, no, no. It's not just changing places. Moving to Israel is different than just changing places. You can't bring a proof from Abraham moving to Israel that every time you change places, if I go from Madagascar to Zambania, that that's going to change my mazel. Moving to Israel, okay, everyone agrees, but moving just someplace, not necessarily the other rabbi holds. Okay? A person is obligated to visit his rabbi on the holiday. This past week's Haftarah. Where it says that, why are you going to him? It's not Chodesh and not Shabbat. When the baby died, he said, what are you going to the rabbi? It's not Chodesh, not Shabbat. We see that it was normal that when it's Shabbat or a holiday, you go see the rabbi. So he, he sees his, his new baby died. He didn't know. And she's coming to ask him permission to go see the... I'm going to see the rabbi. And he says, what's going on? It's not Shabbat, it's not, not a holiday. Which means on Shabbat and holiday, you have to see the rabbi. That's why the rabbi calls sometimes when the guys don't come to shul. A person is obligated to purify yourself in the mikveh before the holiday. Don't touch their carcass. Okay? You might think that means that Jews are not allowed to touch a nevela. If, if the Tumah, the Kohanim are warned about not the Yisraelim, Tumah Kala, but touching the Nebelah, surely the Jews are not warned them. Why is the, why, why the Pazuk say, don't touch the Nebelah? They're talking about Beregel, teaching you that you have to stay pure on a holiday, and therefore the special mitzvah to go to a mikveh before every holiday. Now, this is the source why many people, there are people who go every day and every Shabbat, which are also beautiful things. But some people who go every single holiday, but they don't go other times. This is their source. This is the Gemara. This, this actually has the Gemara saying it's a mitzvah to be pure on a holiday. Okay, Amr Chris Bodai is a famous Gemara. We have time. What time do I have? It's like, like 6.59. Okay, give me one moment. I'm going to be a I'm going to be a Hanan. If in between they get a zikhut, then they're written for life. If they don't get the zikhut, it says that let them be erased from the book of life and don't put them into the book of the tzaddikim. They get erased from the sefer. That's the sefer that they should be erased from that sefer. Moshe says to Hashem, if you don't listen to me, to forgive the Jews, erase me from the book you wrote. Erase me from your, from your book. That's why it's three different books. Okay, we will stop at the words Tanya at the bottom of the page. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.